Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 254 of the Spoiler Alert podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Mike, I'm here with Danny, and tonight we're reviewing a small little indie film. It's the endgame of the Avengers saga, Avengers Endgame. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing just great. Thank you. Did you uh, end up catching this on opening night? I did not. Okay. Wasn't able to make it opening night, but I did uh, I did see it opening weekend along with everybody else. A billion people. Yeah. A billion people. Yeah, yeah. This was a uh, this was a big one. As I mean, as I, predicted, as expected, this uh, did not disappoint at the box office. So you're saying it just met expectations. I, I think that it exceeded expectations. Well, I don't it know. It did exceed expectations. I, th- I think it was predicted to be a record breaker. It broke records, so I, I don't know. Did it meet them or exceed them? It broke all the records. I mean, we don't have time, honestly, in this episode to go through all the box office records. Let's just, let's just agree it broke all the records. It is huge. This is the movie of the year for people who never go to the movies. Yeah. As evidenced by the crowd that I was sitting with. There were a, <laughs> They a had full... no idea how to how to conduct themselves inside a theater. No. Yeah, right. No, the person next to me was openly laugh like belly laughing <laughs> and quoting the M&M commercial that precedes the feature trailers. <laughs> like they thought the M&M commercial was hilarious. <laughs> Full on belly laughs, multiple like leaning over to the wife and and repeating lines that an Eminem just said, and then she's chuckling like crazy. They're they're cheering the AMC AMC Stubbs promo like yes, join it, join it. There were two full rows of bros behind me who all must have been about seven years old when Iron Man came out. Okay, you know, and they yeah. were like in full on. Let's just be obnoxious bros at a movie mode. It's like frat and I'm night. Thinking, yeah. yeah, like I, I saw Iron Man. I was a married homeowner <laughs> child. We're, we're a little different demographic. Yeah. I'm not yeah. too Yeah, could you just shush? Right. Could shush. you just politely shush so I may enjoy this movie? Yeah. I'm a frequent moviegoer. Right. And, and I know how to, I know how to laugh at an appropriate time and be quiet right. through the rest. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it. Everyone saw this movie. In fact, I think so many people saw this movie this weekend. I'm, what could be the long-term box office prospects for this movie? You know, people are already saying, hey, maybe this will unseat Avatar as mm-hmm. the biggest movie of all time. Well, it would have to do another $2 billion in box office, which is certainly possible, but not if everyone's already seen it. I, I don't know. I've talked to more than one person since I saw it yesterday who saw it and cannot wait to go see it again in theaters oh. at, at whatever price they're charging so there I, I i don't know that i could go sit back through a three hour long movie within a week of seeing the same movie but they seem pretty jazzed about it you just did that what was the movie last year that you saw twice in a week oh man and I, it was a slower I can't, I can't remember. This, this sounds what vaguely familiar. Was it a familiar. war movie? Oh, was it Dunkirk? I, I did go see Dunkirk a second time. Yeah. Dunkirk. But I, I went, <laughs> so that was not that's three hours. That's a nearly three hour. No, no. I think it was closer half. to two. Yeah, I don't that's know. A, that's, a, that's a full two. That's a two and a half. 
Unfortunately, there's no way to, to tell. There's no way to check. And, and, the, and the thing is, you said that everybody saw it, which is almost true, though the couple people who I mentioned today that I saw this movie to that didn't see it just instantly panic. Like, don't tell me anything. Like, I, I'm going <laughs> to see it. I don't know when. It's probably going to be a week. Like, panic. Well, and, that, and that's worth briefly discussing. So, you know, back in the day, uh, spoilers when we were growing up weren't really a thing, but they're definitely a thing now, right? I mean, our whole podcast is called Spoiler Alert. And by the way, we will be spoiling this movie, listeners, so prepare yourselves. But I feel like the the timeline to avoid spo- spoilers is so short. You know, it like this movie opened Thursday night, and by Saturday morning, there were full-on articles debating... Yeah. The plausibility of certain things <laughs> right, and right. like the, the 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 plot holes and the ramifications across the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's like, wow, Saturday morning. I mean, a lot of people yeah. are like, they may have like, hey, I got tickets to the 10 a.m. Saturday. Oh, <laughs> never mind. It just got spoiled. Well, I mean, you do have the option to not seek out that content. And you'd and say it's not, I would. And it's not like they're debating it on CNN that morning, are they? Well... Similarly, Game of Thrones, of which I'm a huge fan, had a huge episode, the, the Battle of Winterfell, on Sunday night. And by the next morning, hundreds and hundreds of different articles all over the internet, and many of them with, like, the name of the character that did something crazy in the headline. Like, they're, oh. they're spoiling it in the headline. Like, like uh-huh. whether or not you choose to <laughs> click on it is one thing. But like the still photo they use or oh, the geez. headlines, like, well, <laughs> no need to, to hit my DVR later to catch up on Game of Thrones. I got the like, still. Like you really yeah. need to just avoid life Social in media. general. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the or internet. Media. You can't go to CNN. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't do anything. You can't pick up the paper. You can't go to WallStreetJournal.com uh, without finding out about Avengers Endgame or Game of Thrones this week. Right. So crazy if you really don't want to know you're screwed these days yeah right yeah i i agree you you better be an early adopter or really good at keeping your device off right yeah well let's just get let's get started here talking about endgame this is a nearly three hour or three hour plus movie it's the 22nd entry in the marvel cinematic universe but we're going to work to keep this episode tight so as far as the plot recap goes, I'll just say that this movie, Endgame, picks up roughly where the last Avengers film, Infinity Wars, left off. So at the end of that movie, the uh, galactic menace known as Thanos had collected the Infinity Stones and snapped his fingers, wiping out 50% of all life in the universe. Pretty dire ending to that movie. And this movie picks up a few days, uh, two or three weeks after that first uh, first movie ends. And we see that the Avengers have been sort of cast to the winds. Uh, we've got some of the original crew back on Earth dealing with the ramifications. Iron Man is out in space uh, trying to get home. And pretty quickly the movie makes a time jump of five years into the future. There's no way to undo the, the finger snap. There's no way to bring... Uh, everybody back and so everyone on earth is struggling to just move on and accept the new reality Uh, and of course we also find out that that's that same effort is happening across the universe in that Thanos's finger snap impacted uh, everybody not just earth and then we see ant-man and i thought this might have been a surprise for mike who probably didn't see ant-man 
and the Wasp, and he certainly didn't stick around till the post-post-credit scene of that movie to find out that Ant-Man returns from uh, the the quantum realm with an idea on just how the Avengers might be able to go back and set things straight. Thus kicks off a, uh, a two-hour interlude where the Avengers work to do just that, which culminates in a huge multi-hundred character uh, throwdown between the Avengers and Thanos and his forces, ultimately resulting in the revocation of the Infinity Gauntlet snap and leaving the Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe irrevocably changed. Oh, good. And that's Endgame. Good, good. good. What did you think of it? I liked it. How about you? Uh, I also liked it. Good. Good, yeah. I Did, end of episode. That was good. <laughs> Since we're wrapping up, we've got five questions? Or, uh, right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I I think that two of my favorite characters in this universe, being Iron Man and Thor, got a fair amount of screen presence, and they didn't disappoint at all. I, 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 I still think that they are, are absolutely the, the best of this bunch, and the most fun to watch um, both as actors and as characters in this universe and I think that they really did a fantastic job um, you know I, I guess from the opening scene of the movie I would say I really enjoyed it it's a creepy opening uh, with Hawkeye yeah. and his family um, I think this this is taking place five years prior right like this is almost like a, a flashback to to like what time what, what's happening at the end of the last movie you just didn't see it yes. happening to him yeah yep. yes. uh, and and r- r- a reminder of that final um, scene of that movie that I just I loved. Like I just thought it was dark and depressing and scary and unlike anything I'd seen one of these movies end like. So it started uh, with that sort of thing, and I think really kept a pretty good pace for a three-hour-long movie. Uh, not a lot of lulls, uh, as no. far as I was concerned. No, I agree. Momentum is definitely on its side. And I thought Affinity Wars was pretty similarly paced. Like it just there's a lot of ground to cover and they didn't waste a lot of time. I don't think there's a lot of fat they could have continued to trim. You know, that there were a lot of things that I liked about this movie and it is fun and it is exciting and it play it pays so much fan service. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you've seen the 21 other movies, if you watched any of the, uh, well, one of the uh, Marvel TV shows on ABC, you got sort of compensated lots of not just Easter eggs, but tips of the cap and references and callbacks that I thought really sort of, if you're a fan, a loyal fan, there was a lot here for you to enjoy and unpack. A lot of times I caught myself wondering, is Mike going to catch that? I bet Mike didn't catch that. Is Mike going to know what's going on here? Mike didn't get that that's a sweet moment. Oh, he doesn't get that that's an inside joke. I think that, so, I think that you're absolutely right about that. I mean, there's there, and I can tell because, of course, I saw it in a packed theater on a Monday night. I mean, you know, it's four days, five days later, and everything is still selling out. I was in a fully packed IMAX theater to watch it, and there are frequently moments where a lot of the people around would chuckle or nod in acknowledgement. And I'm like, I, I don't get what that was. So yeah, I, I, a lot of this yeah. is lost on me. But I guess what I would say is that I don't feel like 
that detracted from my enjoyment of the movie. If I lived in this universe, probably I would have enjoyed those moments a lot more. Yet I right. yet I could still walk away thinking it was a really fun movie that I could get a lot of enjoyment out of regardless. That's fantastic. Uh, so I, I, I think the, the cast is game. The writing is is tight. The, there are some things that I wasn't super crazy about. And honestly, one of the biggest ones for me is I really enjoyed Infinity Wars, the last Avengers mm-hmm. movie. And part of the reason I really enjoyed it is it brought so many of those other Marvel characters into the fold and gave us sort of interesting combinations of them, right? Like you you got Tony Stark talking to Doctor Strange with Spider-Man. You know, you've got the Hulk sitting there working with Black Panther, working with Vision. And I just – I liked those sort of combinations. And this movie is really more of an Avengers movie. It, it hews pretty closely to the to core group with the addition of Ant-Man, let's say, and, a, and uh, a couple of characters from Guardians of the Galaxy. But everybody else died, and we don't see them until about two hours and 44 minutes into the movie. So it just, to me, felt like there were so many interesting characters last time. There was so much um, fun interactions, and this one, I was really hungry for more of that. And they really make you wait for it. Yeah. And the other thing that that I just I honestly I struggled with a little bit in the movie is that it is so sci-fi or such a comic book in that time travel and space travel are like no problems in this movie. <laughs> and you know the other Avengers movies, the Avengers always seem to be somewhat a proxy for us on Earth. And as these fantastic things are happening, they sort of happen to us and they respond. Sure. But this one is like, oh, we need to go to space. By the first 10 minutes, they are in a spaceship going off to space. <laughs> and this doesn't seem that weird to anybody. And they just move on. And then later it's like, oh, we have a plan. We just need to learn to time travel. And Tony Stark within the first day after they come see him is like, oh, I cracked time travel. So, <laughs> Like, oh, okay. It seems like you, if you could have done it that easily, you probably should have done that yesterday. Like, I I struggled with that a bit. I'm glad that you brought it up because I had it both on my liked and disliked list. What I liked about it was that they actually kind of make fun of themselves in the movie joking about time travel throughout movie history. Like there, there's a yeah. there's a little riff yeah. where they talk about how uh, the, the, the actual dangers and implications of time travel as evidenced by movies like Back to the Future, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I found really funny. But, I mean, I think in so doing, they're kind of acknowledging that, yeah, like, we took the oldest trick in the science fiction playbook and made it the premise of a three-hour movie that involves hundreds of characters you've seen over time. And as somebody who doesn't follow the universe, I kind of left one... Like, I could totally buy it because I know nothing about this. Yet, if I were a true Marvel nerd... Does any of this make sense anymore? Like, they had to have had lapses in there. There's no way the writers are that good. Well, I to me, the the bigger problem with the way they did the, the time travel is just that it, I thought it got a little boring. Like, now they're going to go back to the Battle of New York from the end of the first Avengers. Right. And now they're going to go back to this sequence from Avengers Infinity Wars. It was a total greatest hits again. package. It was, exactly. And I just felt like... We've got so much to do in this story and you're spending so much time on the greatest hits. And I guess that it just felt like we should have moved past that quicker. And they did. They do eventually in some of those time travel sequences, I don't say 
go off script, but they get away from something you've seen before. And then I was right back to enjoying the movie uh, more fully. So anyway, those are minor nitpicks. Again, for all that this movie needed to accomplish, it needed to wrap up the Infinity Wars. It needed to bring back all our characters. It needed to satisfactorily end some of the Avengers storylines because their contracts are up. It needed to launch some new characters. It needed to seed some Disney plus Marvel television shows. It had so many jobs to do, and I think it did all of them. So the fact that some of that mechanics feels a little strange is a really minor quibble. This is a super fun, enjoyable movie. Everyone has already seen it, but everyone should probably go see it one more time. So I like the fact that I feel that this saga ended. I I really do think that they put a bow on it better than a lot of films in this genre tend to do. I don't know that I agree with you that one of the objectives or one of the necessary things that this movie needed to do was to bring everyone back. And and you, you just mentioned that they need to bring everyone back. I mean, this is a long list of people. And so you've got major characters for, you know, from other standalone movies in this universe that get a minute or a minute and a half of time on screen through the whole three oh, hours. I agree. And I don't know that they needed to bring them back. I, I feel like it made it, jibe less as a whole and of course most of them are showing up in the final battle scene which by the right. way the final battle scene begins an hour before the movie ends so you've you've got you've still got a sit once the final battle scene starts and that was of course my biggest con of the movie is i just felt like th- this was so off the charts just lasers explosions spaceships right. like Everything shows up in the in the the battle scene, but everybody a unicorn, a unicorn but everybody shows up in the final battle right. scene. And I guess there's characters that I would have liked to have seen more of from this universe that barely make a a, a, a cameo, like Tessa Thompson. Like I really like right. her. I think she would have been a lot more fun. I could have done with less Hawkeye. Like he was on scene for six seven minutes. I don't need him for six seven minutes. No, I agree. But what I meant when we had to bring everyone back is you couldn't just leave them dead, right? Like you had to bring Black Panther back because we're going to get Black Panther 2. And so they had to just bring them back. I agree. They didn't need to give them all screen time. (laughs) In fact, I had to laugh that many of these actors were noted in the credits. And specifically, one one of the ones I'm thinking of is Winston Duke who plays one of the characters, uh, M'Baku from Black Panther. We just saw Winston Duke in the movie Us a few weeks ago, starring alongside Lupita Nyong'o. And he is in this movie, like, technically, (laughs) but he just, like, runs past the screen shouting something, and that's it. Like, he doesn't even get, like, a satisfying, not even, like, a close-up. He's just in wide shots, and... And he's just shouting with other people. Like, he doesn't even have one line that he says by himself. But he's named in the credits. And this will be on his IMD page and For, IMDb page. Forever. And on yeah. his resume forever. So it's sort of like, was he really in this? I mean, yeah. really? I mean, Michael Douglas is in a scene in this movie near the end of the film. Doesn't say anything. But he's on screen. Right, right. So he's in it. Yeah. I think the other other gripe that I had... And I always need to mention the music. I feel like this score was just too generic for a movie that was 
this built up and this epic. I, I can't remember. It's not James Newton Howard, is it? It's uh, Alan Silvestri. We've heard him do these movies over and over again. It's the same score every time. Like, why couldn't you come up with something creative? Like, see if Trent Reznor would do this one. Like, what could he do? What, what could he and Atticus Ross do with a movie like this? I bet something fantastic. And and I think yeah. that this movie as the capstone of twenty two. Marvel movies to date, or 22 in this universe, this, it could have used a little extra there. And it just seemed like the same bombastic, loud, screeching horns that we get in so many of these. And and you can do better than that. I won't disagree that the music was completely forgettable. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, hum four bars of anything from this movie, but I don't know that I could from almost any of the other 21 Marvel movies. Well, I think they are Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is really unfortunate that there's no John Williams-esque, you know, Superman score that that you can just hear and instantly get excited. Yes. 30 years later, you hear his Superman score and you know exactly what's coming. There's, there's nothing like that for each of these characters. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. Almost anything else I feel like that I either say that I loved or didn't love is going to be something that one of our subscribers either didn't love or dearly loved. (laughs) So it's just one of those movies where there is something in here for everyone. And there were things that just didn't land for me, but people were really enjoying. Like the whole Thor subplot to me was, was funny but felt really cheap. And it just felt like it didn't really work in this movie for me. Mm-hmm. But everybody in the theater loved it. Was laughed He's out Lebowski. loud, just slapping their yeah, knee. Right. The Eminem guy next to me was just <laughs> like wiping away tears in scenes that I was sort of rolling my eyes with. But like I got like okay, it, it was it was a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it just wasn't, right, right. wasn't what I wanted out of this. So, right. um, I, I, anyway, I, I think it's it's massively enjoyable. It's it's highly entertaining. It doesn't feel overly long. It takes itself very seriously and yet is frivolous at the same time. And I think it does a really good job at all the things that it was supposed to do. And I'd highly recommend people go check it out. Now, you mentioned Michael Douglas uh, got credit in this. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? But what's up with him being played by his wax figure? <laughs> I mean, what was that? Speaking of that, what's up with Robert Redford? He looked <laughs> awful in this movie. He looked like they just woke him up and like roasted him out of bed and just threw him in suit. He has fell on black days. Uh, what's up with Brie Larson's haircut? I think I might have gotten popcorn at a part where she got a haircut. What was that seriously about? What was up with that? You didn't see her get the haircut, but she got it. What's up with the fact that we had to sit through Captain Marvel so that her being in this movie would make sense, but she's barely in this movie. She 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 even says I might be gone a while, and then she is gone a while. She's gone. In fact, Karen Gillan, who plays plays Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy, has about eight times as many lines. Oh, for sure. She's a major character. character. Yeah. What's up with that weird part where Hawkeye goes to Asia or somewhere else and he's all vigilante hunting down? Like, was that a subplot that, I mean, we did we need to get to three hours and that's why that was in there? Or 
it, did somebody f- fall asleep at the editing table? That was He's stupid. Got, no, no, that was great. He's become a horrible mass murderer. Uh, He's got nothing to live for except death itself. That was and weak. then he gets that redeemed. That was a weak scene. What's up with Tony Stark, a multi-billionaire who after this, the worst thing that's ever happened to the earth, decides to chuck it all and go live in a log cabin? You think that's an opportunity for him as a philanthropist to put his wealth to good, your, good use? And what's up with how cluttered his kitchen is? <laughs> Who keeps a framed photo of themselves and, in this case, Spider-Man, next to the dishes. right next to the sink where you do dishes? <laughs> right. it, was, what? it was a weird spot. Yeah, we, we don't keep that kind of decor in the kitchen. Agreed. What's up with the Hulk and Bruce Banner, who I really enjoyed the Hulk in this movie and the way that they, they handled that and Mark Ruffalo's performance. Some people might not like it. I loved it. What's up with, though, him being a great scientist and yet he resorts to banging on screens when things don't work? <laughs> well... I just like, oh my gosh, really? Like... I can kind of relate to that so, a little so bit. Like, don't you ever just want to throw something again across the room because you're... No, computer? it was just All so right. lazy. All right. What's up with the battle for suicide between Hawkeye and Black Widow? Yeah, that was... That was and, a weird scene, right? It was a weird scene and a weird way to lose her. I, I mean, there I heard sniffles in the crowd in that scene, so it was clearly affecting to people, but... What's up with at the end when... Spoiler alert, Steve Rogers travels back in time and then opts to stay there, ultimately becoming an old man, roughly 105 years old. Could he have looked any more like Joe Biden? (laughs) And do you think they made him look like Joe Biden in an effort to plant subconsciously the idea that Joe Biden is, in fact, Captain America? I I don't think that that's the case I, I i agree with you that he looked like joe biden i don't think that that was an intentional decision i was actually impressed with how much i really did think he looked like steve rogers in that scene like i was like wow they they they're they're so horrible at de-aging but kind of decent at aging right right <laughs> i thought that thought the makeup was great and thought yeah. chris evans did an awesome job acting yeah what's up with the reference to hot tub time machine which <laughs> did star sebastian stan who plays the winter soldier Oh, really? So he's in this movie. Like one of the people in this movie was in that movie. But I think that's a cool thing. I, I think that's funny. As far as I could tell, out of the 19 Academy Award nominees in this movie, and this is now the best movie of all time for Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, oh, I don't wow. know that anybody else in this movie was in any of the other movies mentioned. Oh, so, interesting. Do they think it was, was a jab at him? Like he's he, the one who's he, done a cheap time machine he, movie. He lost a poker game, and so they're gonna roast him in the movie. <laughs> right, right. What's up with Jeremy Renner? Just giving hope to every average-looking actor out there. <laughs> I, I. So you just phrased that beautifully. Thank you, thank you for making me laugh. But early in the movie, I did think like. Is he the most bland man of all time? Like, I can't think of anybody I'd less like to have a beer with on earth than this guy. Like, <laughs> the Jeremy Renner or Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye? Uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Okay. Yeah, like, like I, I'm sure the guy is nice, but wow, is he just generally boring looking? Interviews, boring sounding. His character in this entire series eliminatable like i mean it's just what's up with that guy 
poor Renner. Yeah. I mean, he can just it's his nose just gets rubbed in it, right? Like you got like handsome Chris Hem- Chris Hemsworth, handsome Chris Evans. You got hilarious Robert Downey Jr. You got handsome and hilarious Chris Pratt. And then oh by the way, Jeremy Renner is here. Like every woman he's on screen like, with why? is beautiful. Scarlett Johansson, right. Elizabeth Olsen, right. like he's always just the sad guy. Yeah. He's yeah. just there. Right. I mean, even Paul Bettany who played who played Vision has the accent going for yeah, him. Great right, voice. That's right, right. You know, what does Renner bring to the table? <laughs> the everyman quality. Mike, are you ready for five listener-submitted questions on Avengers Endgame? Let's do it. All right, question number one. At what running time should a movie have to have an intermission? I... I don't think they do them at all anymore. Well, oh, no, we got one in uh, Tarantino's movie, didn't we? That's how long, right. How long was that one? That one definitely needed one. I think this is right at the cusp, right at the threshold. I Maybe three hours is the the point at which you should have That's one. That's the limit. Though, though they've now got the app Run P that tells you at what point during the movie you can run and pee. Uh, if you set your watch... As the movie starts, it'll tell you exactly how many minutes in you can take a five-minute break, and it summarizes it for you while you're gone. So I guess that's a decent plan B. Did you look at that prior to this movie? I didn't. And and no. did it su- suggest the 55-minute mark? Uh, no, but because what happened there? I didn't check. Is that when Brie Larson P. got a haircut? Nope, that's no. when Jeremy Renner was in Japan. <laughs> so... <laughs> You mentioned that scene earlier as that would have been something a good one. that could have been cut. Yes. They said that's the one yeah. moment you could just probably just skip that. Just go pee. Yeah. Question number two. Lots of other studios have tried and failed to start and maintain their own cinematic universe. Why is Marvel's formula so difficult to repeat? It's a great question. I would say... My number one thing that I liked about any of these movies that I saw was the quality of the acting. You mentioned I mean, how many Oscar win- or Oscar nominees or winners were 19. in this film. I mean, that's that's super impressive, and I think that the quality acting is very very good. I think that it elevates a a genre movie that I know is not my favorite, but elevates it to a level beyond what comic book movies of olden times really were, and. I think that's why it's difficult to repeat. I don't think the other universes have that that cadre of actors. Interesting you mention that because question number three from this uh, subscriber says, the Marvel Cinematic Universe includes 54 Oscar nominees with 20 of them having actually won an Academy Award. Why do you think these projects have attracted so much talent? So uh, the, the reverse question, like they're, they're good because right. they get great actors, but why do the great actors want to come there right. um, to be with the other great actors? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we also talked about this briefly. This uh, question number four is how long after a film is released, should the general public do their best to avoid revealing spoilers? <laughs> yeah. Like what is, what is common courtesy here? If you're in the lunch line or getting coffee and you mention something, at what point are you not committing a party foul by mentioning something? Yeah, that's a fantastic question as well because I've listened to podcasts referencing like best picture winners of years past where their kind of deal is, well, if it's been 10 years and you haven't seen the best picture winner, it's fair game. But 10 years seems like a long time to be able to talk right. about Endgame in the lunch line with your friends 
in earshot to people that haven't seen it. Uh, right. Yeah, it's that's a really tough call. I I feel like uh, I feel like at least a month. I, I I'm guessing that, oh. or maybe just as long as the cinematic run is going on for. Like if if it's out of theaters and you didn't bother to go see it because you're gonna rent it on video. I guess tough for you that you you heard the spoiler, right? Uh, if it's still in theaters and you just haven't got a chance to see there yet, I think it's fair that you should be spared that uh, spoil. Fair enough. Question number five. After 22 films spanning a running time of one day, 23 hours and 48 minutes, <laughs> the Infinity Saga has finally come to an end. How relieved is Mike that he thinks he'll never have to review another Marvel movie again. I'm so thrilled that Marvel is done and they're gone and there will never be another Marvel movie. That, What's that great we about that listener's that question we... is even even they knew, even the listener, it, like clearly they understand that A, Marvel's not done and B, we will continue to see them and review them. I don't know so. about the latter. Like I know Marvel's not done, but we don't, we're, we're done. We're with pushing them. on. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. All right. Any final thoughts, buddy, about uh, Avengers Endgame? No, I think I think we've really covered it well. It, it was an enjoyable movie. I liked that it tidied it up. I thought that there were some uh, emotional, fun scenes in this final thing. And, and I think that it lived up to the hype of being a movie that was wrapping up a long, two-day-long movie-watching saga. Excellent. Well, coming up next, we've got the movie Long Shot with Charlize Theron... And Seth Rogen. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.